talk to you about possessiveness today. Why? I don't know. It's just been continuing to come up. It's been continuing to come up and I'm like, okay, let's talk about it because I guess it's coming for a reason. <sighs> possessiveness. Someone being possessive, the other person, it could also be you, okay? We're being real here in my world. It is something that is often overlooked and there's something that a lot of people fall prey to and they don't really see it. And I want to talk to you about why and I want, I want you to look at it more carefully moving forward. Now, the thing is, possessiveness is a form of the wounded masculine, okay? You know, I often talk about the wounded feminine and the wounded masculine. I talk about the, the more healthy and healed divine, uh, the healed feminine and the more healthy and the, and the healed masculine. And then also going even be, above that. And that's like the wife in you, okay? When we go beyond the, the masculine and the feminine, okay? I think, I think, I think, I think, I don't know. It's so important to talk about this because we don't have a foundation. We don't have a foundation. We were not taught about relationships. We were not taught about money. We were not taught about emotional health. We were not taught about intuition. We were not taught about any of these things. So what happens is we feel like we're victims in, in life and like things are happening to us because we attract a certain type of person and we don't understand why. And we see common traits in these people and then we classify these people into a group and we say they're this or they're that or they're all the same or whatever, right? But when we start looking deeper into it and when we uncover what's truly there and where it stems from, and we heal the parts in us that is attracted to these traits or these qualities that we don't like on a conscious level, things start changing. So I just made a quote on my personal page and I don't really remember because I do everything in a moment, but I said something like the what if fears around what could possibly go wrong when you attract a partner must be released because until then your inner child will be repelling the one for you in an attempt to protect you. In an attempt to protect you. And it may sound crazy many times to people like, how am I being protecting myself by self-sabotaging? But the truth is we do. Because these fears that live in us and these wounds that we haven't healed, they would not be able to, what do I wanna say, survive. We would not be able to handle the pain that could come later on or the disappointments or the frustration or whatever if we took on something that was too intense. So if you fear being abandoned like so hard, you're going to be building up a wall, subconscious wall around you. Your inner child is going to want to protect you. A different uh, a word that a lot of people use is also the subconscious. It's another way of looking at it. But the, the, the version of you that never really fully grew up, okay? And so in my work, when we do the trauma healing work is in, in, with my private clients and also in Healing Academy, a lot of the work is, that is done is to help your child, inner child, grow older so she can graduate, move out, and still be a part of you, but, see, but become a more mature version of you that is no longer in control of you. Okay, but majority of women's dating lives and their love lives is controlled by their inner child and it's controlled by the, their fears. So that's one aspect of it. Another aspect is that if you're attracted to people who are possessive, okay, if you're attracted to people who are possessive, 
a chance the, the chances are that either you grew up experiencing some of that you saw that or you felt some of it but another part is that you didn't really get enough attention you didn't get enough attention you didn't receive love the way you wanted to receive love you weren't cared for the way that you, that you desire to be cared for so then you get blinded by something that seems good that seems attractive that seems amazing because now you're finally getting attention so what the, the mistake that a lot of women make is uh, painting the other person to be a monster, a horrible person or whatever. And then they carry the story as they continue to attract similar persons, people, instead of looking at why did I fall for that person in the first place? What is my pattern and what happened in my childhood? Like what makes me drawn to someone who seems amazing, but they're truly possessive, right? So when you think about possessiveness, it's like, a little child playing with his or her toys or a toy let's just say it's one let's say it's a little girl she's playing with her toy and then another little girl wants to play too and she's like no like this is mine no 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 i don't want to share she starts crying she starts screaming it's like no 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 this is mine like i own this and a lot of a lot of wounded people a lot of People with the wounded masculine with daddy issues, right? I like to say that to make it even easier to understand. People with daddy issues often become possessive of their things, but also their partners. And this can be seen early on in a relationship or something that is forming into a relationship. But the fact is that you overlook that because getting the amount of attention that a possessive person is giving you especially in the beginning because they just like want to you know show you that they'll care for you and take care of you and you're there is just like the little toy that the child has and like they're showing you a world you never really saw before especially as an empath with mother issues uh with the with the feminine wounded feminine it's going to be very attractive to you because you were never really cared for intended to like that because you're so used to pouring into other people walking on eggshells and just making sure everybody else is good so the amount of like being flooded by love i don't know like love bombing is what some people call it I'm not all about labels but yeah being flooded with all of that attention all that it's not really love with all that attention seems very in interesting in the beginning because you never received that and that's really why you fall prey to it because you don't have a strong enough foundation you're wounded and the other person is wounded and that's what a lot of people don't get so once you start looking at that okay like i easily fall for that because this was missing in my childhood or i easily fall for that because i'm creating a false hope around this or this and that I easily fall for that because i'm not tending to my own needs and my own desires and my my own inner insecurities and my my trauma i'm not i'm not taking care of that on my own so this person coming with all this attention is very like attractive is very mesmerizing it is wow okay so a person who's possessive they're also going to be jealous they're not going to want to share you right so these are the people that are going to shelter you away from your family from from your friends and you're 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 cool with that because this person loves you right so this is like a cycle that starts a very abusive cycle that happens but what I want to say is, and I talk about this with my husband when we speak to st students in schools about bullying, that the bully knows exactly who to pick. They don't just pick whoever. They don't just bully whoever. They, the bully 
is operating from the wounded masculine and the person who's being bullied is operating from the wounded feminine and they become a match right a trauma bond <laughs> just like it happens in um in the dating world so this happens because of the energies everything is energy and it's felt and this is not to say ever and i have to say this because just want to make sure no one misinterprets it that it's like oh the person deserved this or they did something to deserve it like no one deserves to be treated badly okay but at the same time this is what happens so we have to look at it so we can change it the bully doesn't doesn't have any excuses for bullying someone else but they're being bullied at home or else they wouldn't be acting like that okay and so again what's wrong what's what's not right what's wrong needs to be fixed and healed in order for things to change with that being said when you start healing yourself on a on a deeper level i talked about this like when i say deeper 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 to get yourself to a point where you start noticing that and feeling that your life is changing you're no longer attracting the type of people you used to attract before you're no longer bringing things to yourself that you used to bring before now you're attracting different things in your life and eventually your soulmates or it might happen fast depending on how fast you heal again i've talked about this before it's not a specific timeline for healing and it's never that you're gonna get to a point where you're like oh perfectly healed like at some point we have to choose our empowerment over our trauma right and it's not that we're neglecting our trauma i've seen a lot of posts where people talk about oh you're done healing or the talk about healing needs to die off we're like done with trauma trauma blah 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 and I understand the frustration around that because people can use it as a crutch to say, oh, I'm triggered because of my trauma or I did this because of my trauma. That's not what we want to do. We want to be aware. We want to change our patterns. We want to move through it. So what I believe, it, it, it believe in is like a middle ground where you are consistently healing when need be, but you're also not focusing on the pain. You're not focusing on the trauma. You're focusing on expanding your energy, expanding who you are, right? So over... Uh, I, I wouldn't say over time, but with consistency and with intentionality and the right type of work around it, it will have a lesser impact on how it's affecting you, okay? And that's really where we want to get to. So when trauma is no longer the forefront of your life, you will no longer be in an energetic match to someone who is operating from the wounded masculine or the wounded feminine. If you've been the one that's been operating from the wounded masculine, I don't want to make the mistake to say that everybody has been operating from the wounded feminine. We're a mix of women in this group and we all have our own wounding, our different types of issues. And a lot of people have both. And it's kind of also hard to just have one purely without the other one because they affect each other. So if you have the wounded feminine, you don't have a healthy balance with the masculine, right? Because there needs to be a balance, then that could affect your masculinity too, right? So if, if you're struggling to receive, if you're struggling to receive, uh, if you're struggling to, to be in your creativity, if you're not really being intuitive, then how are you supposed to be the, the confident person? Uh, the leader, the, the structure type, the protector, right? As part of the masculine, right? And again, one is going to be more dominant than the other. A lot of coaches will teach you that uh, you don't want to have any masculinity at all. And that's not what I teach and that's not what I believe in because there needs to be a healthy balance. 
a healthy balance where one person in the relationship is more dominant in one energy uh, and the other one in the other. But that doesn't mean all the time. It could be one day one is more than the other and one is more the, the other day. Uh, things, th these things can shift. Okay, these things can shift. So as long as you have a void, as long as you have a deep-seated wound from your childhood or from your past experiences, okay? I often talk about your childhood, but also your teenage years and also from past relationships and marriages, if you've been married before or marriage, all those things contribute to how you feel about yourself and what kind of wounding you have. And again, to know exactly what's going on with you, we would need to work together and I would be happy to help you on a deeper level but it's so important to have this conversation. It's not, it's not that all men are evil or that people suck or that we need to do something with all the crazies. What has to happen is for, for the whatever it is inside of you that is still somewhat of an energetic match to this trauma bond that needs to heal, that needs to be transcended, it needs to up level. Because imagine if everybody healed their stuff, then these possessive people they would not have anybody to prey on to prey upon because they're also doing it from a hurt place there was something missing in their childhoods they could have been completely neglected when they were kids and now that's their defense mechanism just like the empath will go and care for everybody else but the narcissist will go and only care about themselves neither of them had a healthy childhood But a lot of people don't want to talk about that. A lot of people don't want to have that conversation. And you can also be a narcissistic empath. Like, again, sometimes we make these super clear distinctions when there is a fine line between them. And sometimes they also go together. So you, you don't necessarily have to be purely an empath versus purely a narcissist. There could also be a blend. And this will happen too when you when you have issues with both of your parents or both of your caregivers on with with both with both uh, with both parents or grandparents whoever raised you. So this is a conversation <laughs> that I love to have because not only do I know this from the work that I do every day with my clients, the things that I research the things that I have invested in in terms of coaching and programs and all the things that I've been learning personally, but also from experience. And I think that's really what makes a powerful coach a powerful coach to have gone through it. And this is why a lot of clients come to me who did therapy in the past and they're like, it didn't work and they didn't relate because the therapist may have not necessarily been through what they've been through. So everything I've I teach, I've been through, I've embodied or I've mastered to some type of uh, extent. And this is the only way that I can really help you through. This is why I'm so confident in my work because I've been through it myself. I have been attracting a certain type of person and I have witnessed the evolution of changing it too. From attracting stalkers and, and people that are extremely possessive to people then who are not like that, but then who are emotionally unavailable. To people who to have who have issues with their family family members who struggle to take action and then there has been this evolution there's been this change over time throughout my dating life where i've been seeing 
But yeah, a lot of them are similar and a lot of them are almost identical, but there still have been like a progression. Like over here, it was possessive people. It was narcissists. It was toxic people. It was people who became stalkers, right? But then the more that I grew and the more that I became aware, it started changing. Why? Not because something externally changed, but because I started changing. But it wasn't like overnight. It wasn't overnight until I got to the point where I really saw it more clearly than I'd ever seen it before. And that's how I went from attracting people that didn't feel good about themselves at all to manifesting my husband. Because I would also attract people who had suicidal thoughts, who had severe issues with their mental health. I did. Who had a lot of, lot of financial problems and didn't see a way up from things. It was kind of always the whole, let me try to rescue type of thing. I never took care of anyone like financially like that, but it was always some type of issue. Like, how can I help you with your career? How can I help you feel better? How can I do this for you? And so this is also what we talked about today in an interview when I was sharing this. And uh, we were saying how, how this is such like a common pattern to run away from your issues and in your wounding, you'll focus on someone else's. You'll focus on someone else's. So when you look at your timeline of relationships or dating, like what has been the common pattern? What's been the common thread? So it's really important to look at. And it is from that timeline that women form the conclusion that all men or all women are the same. Based on your timeline, that's like looking at your financial timeline, your financial history and say, there's not enough money out there in the world. I'll be broke forever. I'll be single forever. Based on what you're seeing, based on your history, based on your timeline. What's more important to do is to ask yourself, who was I each time I attracted these people? Who was I and how did I feel about myself? And that requires inner work. That requires inner work. And so I shared today too in the interview, I'm like, not everybody is going to be interested in my teachings because I'm not so much about giving you dating strategies as I am to teach you about, or not to teach you, but to help you bring out, uncover who you truly are. So you can be more of you because it is her who's going to be a magnetic match to her perfect partner. And when I say to, you per to your perfect partner, it's not that a person is perfect, but that that is a perfect partner for you. It's a perfect fit for you. So there's a difference between a perfect person and a perfect fit for you. Okay. So again, going back to what I was saying to bring it all back. It is so, so, so important to identify what you've been attracting, where that stems from, why you're attracted to it in the first place. I did a video on what our attractions are rooted in already. So you need to check that out. This is really good. But I know a lot of women struggle with this part because it's like, oh, wow, it seems so good in the beginning. It seems so good in the beginning. And I was loving it. And even in some cases, it's not just like, in some cases, it's like you're receiving it. It's so much. It's so intense. But then the person starts giving it to other people as well. But they don't want you to 
to split your attention still. And you see what a lot of people who cheat, they'll do the whole thing of, there's a lot of gaslighting, but they'll say, oh, before that you even figure out that they cheated, they'll say something like, oh, you cheated on me, or uh, you don't want to be with me anymore. And they'll try to deflect the, the reality and shift it on you. This is also the wound of masculine. I had a situation today in the weight room when I was asking this woman, she's a fitness trainer. She's constantly working out there. She's working out her clients and she never picks up her stuff. And I was like, why don't you pick up your weights? Turned into like this um, a major altercation on her end. She got so triggered. She started talking about me. She started talking about everybody else. Uh, she started what do I want to say? She started blaming everything else instead of wanting to have a regular conversation. And this is also part of the wounded masculine to be reactive, to be reactive and to pose, impose blame and shame on other people when you are in the spotlight. And this happens. So people who do this, when you notice this in the initial start, this should be a red flag for you. When you notice that a person is doing this. Again, I talked about this on my personal page yesterday in the live that I did. Don't neglect what you're seeing in the beginning. What you're seeing in the beginning is the most important thing that you'll ever see. It will not change. It will not go away. It'll only get more intense. It'll only get worse. The whole, oh, I didn't know that they were like this from the beginning because you neglected things. You didn't want to see things for what they were. You created a different story, hoping that things were going to change later. It doesn't work that way. You have to look at what is from the beginning. But you can't look at what is if you're controlled by your trauma. And if, and if you're controlled by continuing to subconsciously being drawn to toxic relationships because you didn't have any healthy relationships growing up. Because you were not seen, you were not heard, you were not appreciated as a, as a child. And this is why and where this whole saying up, you went from Sally to Sally. You, you, you left Sam. But then you attracted a new Sam. It's like, okay, you leave one person. I see this so much with married women who've been married many, many times and who continue to get divorced over and over and over again. It's like, I'm thinking that I'm escaping a certain type of reality and then I jump into a new marriage or I jump into a new relationship. Like people who jump from relationship to relationship, you believe that the person was a problem and not your wounding, not your energy. And instead of fixing you, you switch partners, hoping that you're gonna have a different type of reality, but you have the same reality with, with, a, with, with a new person. They just have a different face and a different name, but their energy is the same. The way they treat you is the same. The, the dynamics of the relationship is the same too, because you haven't changed and therefore you're gonna continue to attract the same type of people. But God forbid, we say that you have to change because that's something you don't want to hear because the person was so mean to you. But it does not matter if the person was mean to you. What matters is that you change your life because you want to feel better. What matters is that you heal and you nurture and you care for and you love yourself on such a level, especially the inner child in you that you've neglected so, so much to the extent that you're no longer seeking external validation or appreciation or attention from other people. Because if that need is met personally, if you've already taken care of that need, then you won't be going to look for it elsewhere. And that's so crucial to understand and it will literally change everything for you when you understand 
that. When you understand that. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Can talk about this forever. I love talking about this. But um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Don't need to, no need to continue to go on unless you have any questions. I'm not seeing any questions right now. But I can definitely do more lives on different aspects of each wounded, um, wounded energy and also talk about the healthy ones. Again, the healthy archetypes for the, the feminine and the masculine is what? The wise woman for the feminine and the wonder woman for, for the masculine. Okay, They're not controlled by these wounded traits. Katie said, what a great topic. Thank you. I'm so glad. You're, it's my pleasure. They're not controlled by these wounded traits. They don't have these wounded traits. And one can go as far to say as there is no wounded masculine. There is no wounded feminine. But it's kind of like of a too spiritual of a statement to make. Because there truly isn't, to be honest. We just use this in human language to help make sense of what we're talking about. Because the feminine can be wounded and the masculine can be wounded. If it's not that, it's not that. It's something else. Okay? But in the context of what I'm talking about and moving forward, I'm going to continue to use these, these terms because it makes sense in our brains. <laughs> okay? And I'm going to continue to use the archetypes as the, uh, the Wonder Woman and the Wise Woman and the Wife because it's speaking to a deeper level of you on, this, on, on a subconscious level. So I know it's helping you moving forward. Now, uh, what else did I want to say? I, I think it's it's it. When you once you start taking ownership for who you've been attracting and what kinds of people you've been accepting into your life, and you really start looking at it and you become a detective rather than someone who complains and bashes and shames and hold on, holds on to resentment and anger based on your timeline of dating and relationships, things will start shifting for you. Things will start shifting for you. Okay? Let me know if you enjoy this and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Mm.